Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm-hmm. be honest right i really 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 i'm not in the mood to do a podcast today i almost was not going to do one and i thought well if you don't do it then will anyone notice um and the answer to that probably will be yes and if you don't do it what's going to happen well you're letting yourself down but i'm not in the mood i'm just really how do I put this? I'm not in a great place. And uh, I guess if I asked Shrinky Friend <coughs> what to do, they would say, well, do it, but make sure whatever you put out is uh, is the real you. Um, but just be mindful that other people are listening and you do influence people and uh, just be uh, mindful about what you put out. So I'm going to try and be mindful. I don't know if you can hear the squeaks uh, in my chest. You can't really, but sometimes you can. I'll start whistling, uh, whistling a lot more because since COVID, <coughs> sorry, things have uh, physically gone downhill. So my lungs are squeaking a lot more. There's a lot more, a lot more um, Qatar that is being uh pooling around in my chest um and my throat ear nose throat so you know it kind of what's it called post nasal drip so i know this is really disgusting but it's it's just uh it's just natural i guess so let me just share it with you i have lots of stuff that dribbles from the top of my nose backwards not out at the front in the two your nostrils at the back and i can feel that going into my throat that then all thickens up in my throat and i can feel a whole pool of um Qatar in my chest as well and then when I sleep um, it all kind of pulls around in my throat which then in turn wakes me up uh, in the middle of the night to cough it up and it's just not like oh I'll just get up and cough I have to kind of literally just jump up because I can't breathe and then I'm like <laughs> coughing really really badly and then go <clears throat> trying to get all this shit out of my throat it's absolutely awful so I've just come back actually from the bioresonance woman who I've just had a massive cry with. I keep crying recently a lot, actually. Don't ask me why, because I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but uh cried with her going, look, listen, love, started this in June. She didn't give me promises of big, big kind of changes or promise to heal me. Uh, she said we could try. 
and she had uh, uh, no doubt in her mind that she could change a lot of, shift a lot of stuff out of my body, like the viruses, the parasites, uh, the infections and all that kind of stuff. And so today I said to her, listen, love, I've been with you since June. I've, I pay £210 a month. I've paid about £400, £500 on supplements. I see some changes, physical changes. My oxygen is less and less, but I'm not really seeing any major changes here. And uh, I'm, I'm giving up on the machine because recently, as you know, if you are a regular listener, that I will go on it every single day without fail. My machine, 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 machine. It was getting tedious getting up in the morning at uh, quarter to six in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, as it was a two and a half hour program to get, you know, I wanted to finish it off by about half eight, nine, so I could then carry with my day. But that started to uh, physically make me tired in the evening. So by nine o'clock, I was yawning and ready to go to bed. And by as soon as I, my head hit the pillow at 10, I was vroom, out. So then I decided to uh, do the machine um, in the evenings whilst watching TV because somebody suggested that. And I was like, oh, lebe, 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 that's a good idea. So let me do that. So, But by the time, man, I mean, you lot are probably the same by the time you go to work. Not that I do go to work. I'm the disabled one that doesn't go to work, which is another thing I'll talk about in just a bit. But, um, you know, by the time you've come home and then it's dinner time, cook the dinner, wash the dishes, clean the kitchen, broom up, mop the floor. It's about quarter to eight. And then you think, oh, now I've got to set up the machine. So you got because the machine's just not there. I'll explain the machine to you in a second. Yeah. Um, and then you set the machine up. Then you sit on it for two and a half hours. It's about half eight, half nine, half ten, eleven o'clock. And you have to sit like the 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 there's a blanket, right? It's like a like a cream. It's not a blanket. It's like a woven piece of material, uh, about six foot long, and about four foot wide, like a rectangle. That plugs into a machine, which is the bioresonance machine, and that you put flat. So if I'm on my bed, I'll put it flat on my bed. I'll put some pillows behind it, and then prop myself up. Um, and the same thing is on the on the chair downstairs. I've obviously got a reclining chair because I, I is posh and I've got to recliner. So put it on the recliner, right? <clears throat> but you have to sit with it so that the cloth touches the back of your torso. So it's called a bioresonance machine. So that cloth plugs into the machine. The lady that I go to, she has two cards for me. They're like these cards you insert into the machine. One is for two and a half hours. Uh, which is the main program, and one is one hour, which is the energy card. The energy card um, works on different things to the main kind of uh, thing that, that zaps all the bugs and the parasites and all that kind of business. So that is the bioresonance machine. And I truly believed that, you know, after all the stuff that I did, did this was the thing. But then again, I've now realised that I actually... Anything that I focused on, I always put it as the be all and end all. Like this is the one that is going to heal me, like the EFT. So I pumped in a lot of money, a lot of money into EFT. I did EFT1, EFT2, uh, paid through my nostrils for that. And I was like, yeah, this is the one that's going to heal me. This is the one that's going to do it. But everything can, all my eggs into that basket. Um, and the only thing that happened to me, post EFT was that I got gaslighted by a narcissist. Do you remember that one? Yeah, exactly. That person was from the EFT fraternity. So, and uh, then I overhealed myself, remember? 
I had shrink after shrink after shrink after shrink. And then I went into the darkness and I couldn't see the light and went down. To, uh, I'd hit rock bottom. And so that was the end of that one. Right. Then I started the um, manifest. So uh, Roxy Nafuzi got the book of that. I even bought my cousin a book. He bought me the second book. And I was like, yeah, manifestation is going to work, man. Just manifest and believe. Believe that everything is, you know, anything you dream of, you can have. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to work. And then uh, when, then I noticed when I was talking to people, I was full of negative chatter. And lots of but, 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 you know, um, you know, I'm I'm sick and tired of this. My car's broken. I can't sell it. But I'm a, but I'm a billionaire. So what I, what was I was trying to manifest but what was coming out of my mouth were two diff- very different things so that one got knocked on the head then the gratitude so remember i did a podcast on the magic uh, a couple of podcasts ago how many days did it last exactly nine days because on the 10th day i think something happened i had to no i didn't have to go somewhere i think it was a friday and my nephew was here my sister was here so then i thought well you know I didn't, don't really have the time to do this, so I didn't do it. Next day, I think I got, I went to the Gurdwara and then I got COVID and then I just stopped doing it or something like, something like that. That could have been all Cod's wallet. But what I'm trying to say is I did nine days of The Secret of the Magic by Rhonda Byrne and uh, really was into it. Really, really every single day did my 10 gratitudes of I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Every day there was that different exercise. You know, one day you sit down and you look at the relationships that you want to repair and you look at their picture and you write loads of things that you are grateful for from that person. So I did that. Then there was the gratitude of food. So every time you ate or drank something, you would give um, gratitude to every part of every food that you ate. So I'm grateful for this water. I'm grateful for this toast. I'm grateful for the farmers that farm the wheat for the toast and that stuff. And sometimes I do to take the piss, but it was actually quite fun. And I did that. And then there was, what else did I have to do? Every night you had to hold on to a rock and say what was the the best thing that happened to you that day and why you were grateful for it. And I was really, really enjoying it, but I gave it up. <laughs> um, I took a shitload of supplements and I took them regularly every single day. Then one day I couldn't be bothered to take them, so I stopped. So um, I'm being honest with you today because... I just want maybe people out there to know that if you're that kind of person and you think, Jesus Christ, I'm a complete twat, you're not. Because I'm here telling you I do exactly the same just in case you are one of those people that go all hell bent fire. I'm going to do this and this is the one. This is what I'm going to stick to. This is what I'm going to do. Like, you know, you you join the gym. I'm going to go five times a day and I'm going to I'm going to pump iron and I'm going to do the body pump class and I'm going to do the deadlifts and I'm going to play tennis and I'm going to swim as well in between into slice it with the exercising. And I'm going to do three rounds of, I don't know, squash and I'm going to do a bit of golfing too. Then you last four weeks and you think, fuck it, I can't do this no more. It's just too much hard work. Yeah, just like me saying, I'm going to walk, walk my Ishki every day. Ishki is my kutta, my dog. And his full name is Prince Ishk Valentino. No joke, no word of a lie. <laughs> he gets pajada walked probably once a week. 
on the outside and the outside outside world. I'm being honest with you. It's not dog cruelty because the boy goes out into the garden all day and he gets to do fetch, 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 fetch. Uh, we got a long lounge. Well, we didn't have, but we renovated and now we've got a through lounge with a kitchen and an island and all that kind of stuff. And he loves, he loves a really, really fast run. Like, Ishki, go, 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 go. And he'll go, woof, woof, woof. And he'll start running around like 500 miles an hour, round around the roundabout, round around the island, round around the coffee shop, coffee shop, coffee table and stuff. And then you get little balls. Ishki, fetch. And he, he runs fast, 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 fast. And um, so, you know, because of being disabled, it's hard. And today I wanted to talk to you about being disabled. And, you know, when they always say, so, well, they always say, you know, when people say no, not all disabilities are visible. I feel like I have to explain that part to you a little bit more from my perspective. My disability is not visible. I have a, a chronic lung disease. And when I'm bad, I'm bad. You will see me with my pipes, which what I call the pipes. I don't know actually what they're called. These are uh, the plastic thing that goes on your nose. Uh, I do know what it's called because they tell me a million times. But um, it's the oxygen tank that I use is the smallest one, but it weighs about eight kg. So it's not very light. OK, and uh, I have the pipes on. So then you see my disability becoming visible. But I like to not use my oxygen, which is really bad, but I just want to be normal. So I wanted to kind of give you an insight into what it's like to be a disabled person. I mean, I now actually am comfortable calling myself disabled. And uh, I probably lied about that because not really. I don't like the label of being called disabled because it hurts. It hurts and it makes me feel like shit because I don't want to be a disabled person and I've got nothing against disabled people and the label being disabled. But me personally, I don't see myself as a disabled person and I just want to be the old Ritu or Missy D, whatever you want to call me, um, be physically able again and to to sit here and try to accept the fact that you're disabled it's a very hard thing to fathom a hard thing to accept um and how your life changes um only you as a person can understand what it's like. People can say, I understand how hard it is. And you know, this, 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 this. They don't. It's like when someone says, when someone dies, like uh, someone very close to you dies, like your parents or your mum dies or your dad dies or your sister dies or your baby dies. And people say, oh, I know how you feel. I feel your pain. Fuck off to you. You don't fucking feel my pain because it wasn't your baby. It wasn't your dad. It wasn't your mum. That was my dad. That was my mum. That was my sister. Um, so when someone says, I know how you feel, you, you don't. And I mean that in the, in the nicest of ways, um, to have gone from a very, sorry, I didn't expect to, ah, <sighs> I thought it'd be easy today. Actually, I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to go down a deep route today because I've been in a really, really, really shit 
shit place this week. Um, it started off not very well at all as of the weekend, last weekend. Uh, on Monday, I was, I was not in a very good place at all. My whole body seized up. My mind closed down and I really was in a lot of pain on Monday. My heart had, couldn't take any more pain on Monday. Um, and thanks to a really good friend of mine, uh, they kind of talked to me that day and kind of bolstered me up and made it feel like everything's going to be okay because uh, they kind of saw both sides of my story and tried to explain about my side and the other side and all the other things that were troubling me. And I was like, okay, you make sense and stuff. So, um, but this week has been really, really shit. And a lot of things happened this week that I truly, truly my life would never have expected ever, 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 ever happening. And I'm not even going to say what it was because it's not fair that I do. But uh, so, yeah, so I thought if I start going down that, <clears throat> root of speaking about my shit week then it would be really depressing and it wouldn't be fair on the other people involved that made this week not very good if you know what I mean and I don't even know where this is going to go yet because um, I've still got a lot of work to do with regards to a quite a few situations this week and I don't know which way it's going to go and I don't know why it's happened this way and why life is so shit and why every fucking week I'm up against shit situations, shit situations, shitness. <laughs> and I sound so positive, don't I? Sorry, but this is this is the way that I feel. And this is why I call this the Journal of Missy D, which I actually should change to 4.0 because I think 3.0 is now over. Uh, I met someone last week and they was like, what's your, what's your podcast called? And I was called, you know, it's called the Journal of Missy D 3.0. And he goes, what's it about? And I goes, it's about me. <laughs> and he's like, right. So what do you talk about? I was like me, but what do you talk about? Just me and what I think and my, my life. And uh, he was interested in listening to my podcast. So <clears throat> this is my podcast. And, and the reason I do this podcast is for me to speak openly about my life and my healing journey. And my healing journey is not happening right now. <laughs> I don't do anything. I don't do anything to heal myself. I, I've i given up. Uh, I don't do the machine. I don't do all the other stuff I just told you earlier on. EFT, gratitude, manifestation, journaling, uh, forgiving, anything. It's shrinks, flipping ninjas, nothing, 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 nothing. Um, and... Because if I've had enough, I've had enough of trying, trying and trying and trying. And although I've made some slow progress, <clears throat> I'm I'm tired of feeling tired. I'm tired of being tired. I've, I'm tired of trying, trying. I'm just tr trying, trying, trying to heal. I'm tired, tired of trying. <clears throat> so I thought, well, why not today talk about <clears throat> hidden disability when it's not visible, you know, uh, people see me on social media. They see me singing to heal my lungs and they say, oh, wow, Missy, you look amazing. You haven't got your oxygen on. 
Uh, but they what they don't know is as soon as I've taken the the shots for the songs, I will put the pipes back on. Why didn't I put the pipes on, on for the singing? Because I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Because because a perception your perception changes. As soon as you see someone in a wheelchair, you think, oh shoot, they're in a wheelchair. You know, if you say saw that same same person just walking without the wheelchair, then you're not gonna feel sorry for them. Do you know what I mean? And that's a really shit analogy, but I'm I, I I'm sh- I'm shitting at explaining stuff like that. I'm a great entertainer. I'll give you that and I'll take that. But uh, I'm not good at explaining stuff. So as soon as people see me with my pipes on, you get a different reaction. So most of the time, not most of the time, there was a time when all the time I was using my pipes and my oxygen. And now I still use it because I feel huffy puffy a lot of the times um, after a shower in the morning. Firstly, before I go to bed, I give myself some oxygen therapy because by the time I've brushed my teeth, gone to the loo, changed into my night suit, as most Indians call it, and uh, you know, sort of stuff in my bedroom, I'm 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 panting because I can't breathe, and my lungs feel like they're getting tight. Tight, my chest starts to get tight. So then, I have to sit on my bed and give myself oxygen therapy for about ten minutes, um, and then just pray. Not that I do pray, but just pray to myself that I wake up in the morning because you just never know. And then I hope that I can sleep at night without whistling and howling, because if I sleep on my left lung, it starts to whistle uh, and lots of liquid gathers in my lungs, which makes it difficult to sleep, which has me gagging when I wake up. I'm like, <coughs> and I'm like literally coughing. And... Uh, because everything's pulled up in my chest and my throat, I have to get up and cough, cough, cough. Uh, they, that, then, then now I decide to go to the toilet. So I really, really haven't had a good sleep for a long, long time. There are some nights where I might sleep through. But yeah, um, then I get up in the morning, just making my bed. It puts me out of breath. So then I have to walk around again with my oxygen tank, put my oxygen on. And then I take it off to have my shower just wiping my body trying to dry it with a towel and making it from the bathroom to my bedroom which is about four feet i'm out of breath again so whilst getting dressed um i have to put the oxygen on uh, otherwise my my lungs uh feel like they're going to collapse and my chest feels really tight and i feel like uh, i can't stand up because all my energy levels have gone down so then I've got to sit for a bit and then I get dressed. If I've got to put trainers on or something, that also makes me really huffy puffy. So then I put the oxygen on. Um, so you see, that's my morning. Um, and most people don't see that. They just think, well, oh, Ritu's done well. She hasn't got oxygen on. Then I go downstairs with my oxygen on and then uh, give myself a few more puffs. And then I will put it on the sofa and then go and make breakfast um, I will be huffy puffy, but I kind of manage it. You're not supposed to have the oxygen anywhere near the hob, you see. So if there's any gases and stuff on you, you could blow up. <laughs> Which some, maybe I should try that one. Might be the easy route out, hey? <laughs> oh, she blew up with the oxygen tank. Oopsie. <laughs> then it won't be my fault, hey? Oh, gosh. 
Ah, uh, so yeah, then I kind of potter around and do my thing. And then I do push my lungs. I do push my lungs because I don't want to be on the, on the oxygen all day. But I know for a fact that I'm pushing them really hard and it would be better if I wore the oxygen. See, because basically the consultants have told me at where my double lung transplant place is in Papworth, that if I don't wear the oxygen, that um, all of my organs, some of my organs, they could collapse and I could make myself worse. But do I give a shit? Uh-uh. The stubborn ox that is within me says no. So I don't. Then I go upstairs and I have to put the oxygen on to get up the stairs. And by the time I've got upstairs, I'm really out of breath, really. like, <laughs> And <laughs> find it difficult to breathe, even though my oxygen is on maximum. Then I sit on the chair in the office, give it a good five minutes, put the oxygen on. And until my whole system don't calm down, I don't take the oxygen off. Then I'm safely sat on my seat here in the office which used to be my radio studio when you have a, I, I owned an online radio station and stuff. So, And then, you know, uh, during the day, on and off the oxygen. Um, when I'm out, I'm on and off the oxygen. But mostly people see me on social media without the oxygen, right? And it's uh, it, to the to the world, it's like, oh, wow, you know, she's she ain't got no, she's got no bloody lung disease. But I'm telling you, being a disabled person, is an awful place to be because I've told you the physicalities of my day, but the mind, oh, it's awful how it plays on your mind because of all the stuff that you can't do. For example, like walking my dog. I can't. Not every day. I try. But it, it tires me out physically. It's just physically exhausting. And I do it. I push myself. Sometimes I manage to do it without the oxygen. And I know I'm going to be knackered, but I just do it because it's the stubborn old ox in me. Like, screw you. do Just do it. Don't matter if you're going to die after it. Just do it. And sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. And I'll do it with my oxygen. But the oxygen weighs you down so much that it actually makes you panty because it's so heavy. Like, you know, these kind of people that want to lose weight and stuff and they go jogging and running with weights on because they want to um, cause more resistance is it, to, to their body so that they can burn more fat and stuff like that. So Ishki, Ishki's got his head on my wheel and I, I always get scared that he's going to get squashed. Ah, oh, gosh. So sometimes with without the weight on, I feel like I can function a bit better, but... It's hard. So, you know, just going to Tesco's and having to have the weight of an oxygen tank on your back, it's just tedious. Um, and then people staring at you. And, you know, the other day, the man at the till was asking how big are the pipes within my nose? How long to have to wear it for? Which was really nice, actually, because most people don't ask about your oxygen. They just stare at it. So being stared at, you know, I ain't got a problem being stared at because I love the attention and stuff. But the worst thing for me is watching people around me being able to do normal things like go out for a walk, like go out and socialise uh, without having to worry about how much oxygen do I need? Will I, will I be able to go up the stairs? Will there be a toilet, toilet that is accessible to me? You know, because I can't walk 
far distances. Um, <coughs> just stupid things like that, really, you know, just normal shit <laughs> that is taken for granted for people that, that, that don't have any kind of health issues. So being able to work. Boy, boy, do I miss being able to work, um, being able to run around with my nephew, being able to lift him or just like, you know, just play with him and stuff. It exhausts me because of the disease that I have. My body really, really, really gets really tired really quickly and I can't do much running around and I can't do much walking around and I can't do much lifting and it's really, really, really frustrating. And I know there are people much worse than me out there who have much more severe disabilities and they adapt their lives to it. And I do try. I do try. But I'm just here to tell you about my story. I couldn't tell you about anyone else's story and how they feel. I'm just here to share what I feel like. So, uh, so on the surface, it may seem like Missy's all like happy and she's all good and she's so positive and she gives so many people so much courage and she's so, so um, influential and she's, you know, she's so inspirational. I'm none of the above. Trust me. I mostly sit and cry uh, to my mum and say, do you know, what? I've had enough of this. I can't do this no more. I just can't do it no more. I cannot go on any further. I have no fight, no fight left in me. So anyway, um, even though I don't have any fight left in me, for some shitty reason, I keep fighting to keep going on and to prove to myself that I can do this. I think now I've always kind of pushed myself to always. I can do how what's that saying? I can what, what's it called? How, I can't remember. What, how, how do you say it? But I can always do I, I can do what anyone can do. I can do what anyone can do, but I can always do it better. This, this, that's not the right saying, is it? Uh, something like that. Um, but there's nothing in life that you can't do. And I'm out to prove to myself that I can heal myself. And maybe the day that I finally heal myself and I'm able to breathe and walk and run and lift my nephew and play with him and take Ishki for a walk, Maybe the one of my last days, but at least I would have proven to myself because I'm not here to prove to you or to the world for any fame or any kind of props or anything. I have to prove it to me. And because of that, I screw myself over by pushing myself a little bit hard. And then when I can't do stuff or it's not going the way I want to go. I get really frustrated and really pissed off and really, really upset. So I'm in one of those phases of life at the moment where it is shit. Life is fucking shit, mate. It's shit. I can't sit here and say life is great. Hey, let's all have a laugh because it's not where I am at the moment. Um, so I thank you for listening to my shitness. Um, and... Maybe there's someone listening out there feeling the same that isn't physically able and and listening to me is going, fuck, man, that's exactly how I feel. So until you don't share it, you're not going to know, right? I can't sit here and pretend, you know, it's all good. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Eh, 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 eh. 
shut your face for you two. That's not the real truth, is it? The truth is, I'm pissed off with myself, pissed off with life, pissed off with trying and pissed off with this fucking disease. Like, why, why, why do I have this disease? Fine, give give me a disease. I got the disease in 2015. Let it take its course and let it just finish now. Because I totally believe the body has the ability to heal itself. And it goes, the next line is, you've got to believe. And I do believe, but it's hard to keep believing all the time. And I'm contradicting myself. I know. So I'm not making any sense now, am I, really? So I'm going to love you and leave you guys. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm sorry this board is on borderline depression. <laughs> but um, you can't, I'm not always going to do you a podcast that is entertaining and is a pack of lies. This is my real life. This is my real truth. This is my real feelings. And and I, I'm happy to share it with you. So take care, be good. And I'll catch you on another podcast on another day and hopefully feeling a lot, lot better uh, by then. Hot, sweet, the killer thing,